What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And I've had a few drinks tonight, so I can barely speak again. (laughs) I've had my second vaccine shot about an hour and a half ago and a couple drinks, so... And you can barely speak either. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I stumbled over my words, but anyways... um, yeah, this week we are coming at you guys with 2003's House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes, we are. And Brooke, you won the trivia last week, so this was your pick. Yep. What made you want to talk about this movie? I don't know. I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while, and I think it's a popular movie within our community, but... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, I've wanted to watch it for a while, and I, I know that you, I think, enjoy it, so mm-hmm. that would be a good one to talk about. Cool. And uh, for anyone who listened to our Omen episode last week, we uh, kind of made a joke like, oh, maybe we should just do all three of the movies then. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be doing. We are. I'm excited. Starting off with this one, of course, because it's the first in the Firefly trilogy. Mm-hmm. And the week after will be the Devil's Rejects. And the third week will obviously be Three from Hell. Did you ever end up watching that one? No, I haven't. <laughs> Shit. So it was a good uh, opportunity. Yeah. I I kind of fed into the uh, the negativity surrounding it, I guess. And I've just kept putting it off, kept putting it off. So Yeah. Finally, I'll be able to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just recorded a few days ago, so I don't we know how, how much you've been up to, if anything. Uh, I've been up to a little bit, actually. Okay. Um, so I finished uh, Vicious Fun from last week. And? And I absolutely loved it, man. Right? Like, it made me one of my favorite movies I've seen this year so far. Nice. It was really um, good. It was. Uh Watched uh, Snowpiercer the other night. The movie? Yep. Cool. Um, still haven't watched the TV show, but I think I might give that a go. Mm-hmm. Um, Snowpiercer is still really good. Um, there is some... It is a bit long, I think. Yeah. But I think the concept is sick, and uh, the acting in it is really, really good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how the show holds up to the movie, because yeah. the movie is really good. Yeah. And the last thing I watched, I won't say too much about it, but the movie theaters finally opened up here in Ontario <laughs> where we're at. Yep. And so I went and watched A Quiet Place Part 2. And if you want to hear my thoughts on it, um, go check out our patron Patreon, um, where I have a little video up saying what I think of it. A little spoiler-free video. Yes. From work, it looked like. It was, yeah. <laughs> I was at work today, like, bored. I was like, fuck, may as well just do this now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Now, for us, yes. oh, I'm assuming it's it's in, down in the States, too, but A Quiet Place Part 2 is on Prime Video, which blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Because, like, I assumed <laughs> it would be on there to rent. But yeah. it's just on there as part of your subscription. I was like, oh, damn. I know. But you've seen it in the theaters. Is it a movie that should be experienced in the theaters? A hundred percent. Okay. 
100%. So I shouldn't watch it from the comfort of my own home. Unless you have like crazy surround sound. I don't. Then yes, I would wait. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, man, uh, my buddy at work was saying like why he thinks it may be an Amazon Prime service because like Krasinski is kind of like in with Amazon Prime. Oh, that's fair. Because he kind of did like the first big show, I think, on Amazon Prime with uh, Jack Ryan. Jack, Re- Jack Reacher. Was it Reacher or Ryan? I think Reacher. It was one of them. But yeah, yeah it was one of them. <laughs> anyway. But uh, man, it was so nice getting back in the theater. Like, yeah. There was definitely um, some things in the movie that would not be the same if I watched it at home. Like there were so many jump scares in it. Okay. And I don't think I would have been scared if I watched it at home like as much. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I had a blast. I don't. I don't think it's playing in Brockville, so I'd have to go up to Ottawa to see it. Yeah, you would. Shitty. But I mean, you guys went to that one of the theaters with like the reclining seats and yeah, probably yeah. had massage chairs in it. And <laughs> they serve you beer and food on roller skates and it's just fucking Did high, you, yeah. high class plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good to get back in the movie theaters. Oh, no doubt. I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. What's uh, what have you been up to? Uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, okay <laughs> well that's why you were calling kind of stalling there a bit a little bit um <laughs> no i mean today's saturday we're recording a day earlier than we normally do and yeah. we recorded the omen on wednesday night mm-hmm. so i mean just from like between editing plus i was on days this week so earlier yeah. bedtimes i haven't really watched much mm-hmm. i uh i started watching the carnival of souls which is on uh, Shutter now. Oh, okay. Um, so far, it's all right. It, I'm about halfway through it. It's definitely like an old movie, though. Like, nice. It's not anything spectacular in my mind. I know it's really highly regarded in the mm-hmm. horror community, but um, one thing I do really want to check out is the Call, which just got released on Shutter, and it has uh, Tobin Bell and Lynn Shay in it. Yes, I think, was it Josh that was telling us about that? Yeah, yeah. So it just got added yesterday, I believe, on Shudder. Nice. So that might be a movie I check out this weekend. And yeah, other than that, not a whole lot going on. Yeah, I started watching uh, Nightbreed. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, they had the director cut on Shudder, so. Yeah. I'm only like 20 minutes into it, so um, yeah. I'll probably finish it sometime. I really like that movie. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Some, yeah, I don't know. It's, I like it. It's really good, I think. Cool. But yeah, anywho, ready to start this movie? Well, let's do it. Like we said in the intro, we are talking about House of a Thousand Corpses from 2003. Before we hop into that, Brooke, what are you drinking? 
<laughs> I was going to say something, but I uh, figured you'd uh, catch yourself. I got it. Um, I am drinking uh, Society of Beer Drinking Ladies <laughs> hibiscus. <laughs> As I spit my beer across the fucking yeah. table. <laughs> um, hibiscus Pale Ale. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh man. And uh, my girlfriend Bettina is actually a member of the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. So. Really. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, like, what kind of perks does this entail? I have no idea. I've never seen. I think she has like a bottle opener from them, but okay. I I don't know. I hope there's not a membership fee if all she's getting is a bottle opener. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Guess I should open it, eh? Sure. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Is it? It is good, yeah. Is it fit for the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies? <laughs> I approve. Will I mean, you? Having a girl's name, I approve of this. <laughs> I was going to say, will you join them now? <laughs> I am not drinking anything fancy tonight. I'm just having my good old bush latte. Nice. Sarah and I went out for supper earlier tonight, too. So I had, we went out to uh, Spencer City. Bar oh, and nice. Grill. So I had their um, home-brewed blonde ale. Mm-hmm. very good like I, I was really, really surprised yeah it's very very good and nice. then i had a caesar and nice now i'm too bush deep and ready to go yeah we went to uh after the movie went to a pub called uh, the three brewers mm-hmm. and uh they had like a bunch of beer cocktails oh yeah um so i tried the bloody beezer so it's basically you substitute like a light um, beer for the vodka. Okay. It wasn't that bad. It pretty much just tasted like a watered down um, Caesar. Mm. So, yeah. You're really playing it up. I know. I was, I was kind of <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> watered down Caesar. Yeah. So if you ever go to the three brewers, don't get that. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, doesn't sound good. What you said sounds good. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Starting off with the synopsis. Two young couples traveling across the backwoods of Texas searching for urban legends of murder end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers. I would really say it's the couples that are doing that. It's mostly just the boyfriends. That's very fair point (laughs) somehow they managed to convince their girlfriends to go across the country with them to write a book Uh about serial killers and this movie if you don't already know you shouldn't be listening to this episode but this movie was directed by the one and only rob zombie yes sir this was his first full-length film directorial debut Mm-hmm. And he has gone on to direct movies such as the Halloween 1 and 2 reboots, uh, Lords of Salem, 31, uh, Devil's Rejects, 3 from Hell. Uh, he's got the Monsters reboot coming up. And he had that 
fucking cartoon there, the something of El Super Bisto or whatever. I didn't yeah. write it down, but the haunted world. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this monsters reboot that he's got coming out though. Yeah, me too. I'd be interested to see if he keeps it family friendly or if he kind of puts his own spin on it. I feel like he's going to put his own spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. You think it'll be like a gore fest? Uh, I don't think a gore fest, but yeah, not so much a PG rating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to see what he does though. And the cast list I found a little hard to put together because there's so many different characters that are in such big roles in this movie. Yeah. Um, So I picked four main ones and then I have three honorable mentions afterwards. That's fair. Uh, Leading off, I have Bill Mosley, obviously. Old Chop Top himself. He plays Otis in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, He reprises that role in The Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. And as I said before, he plays Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. He was also in Charlie's Farm, which I just recently watched. Uh-huh. and he was in Night of the Living Dead, and there's a whole slew of other things that he's been in, but these are yeah. some, of, some of the good ones that he's in. He He's another one of those guys that just kind of like pops into a role here and there. Yeah, um, he actually has quite a bit of movies coming out, like <laughs> oh, projects. I guess so. And one of them isn't even like the Monsters movie, so I guess he's not going to be in it. I didn't even notice that he wouldn't be in it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because he's in a lot of... Is he in all of them? All of Rob Zombie's movies? I don't know about all of them. Is he, I don't think he's in the Halloween, is he? I think he plays a small part in one of them. Uh, okay. I should know. I just looked through his fucking movie <laughs> list. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, next up is Sherry Moon Zombie, who is Rob Zombie's wife. Uh-huh. She played Baby. Uh, this was her first ever like acting role in a movie. Yeah. And, uh, um, Toby Hooper tried to get her to, uh, join his movie, the toolbox murders. I think it was the reboot in 2006. And she originally declined it because she didn't want to be an actress. Like she wanted to do like this movie and then that was it kind of thing. Right. But then, because uh, Rob Zombie and Toby Hooper are such good friends, she kind of did it like sort of as a favor to him. Okay. And now she's been in all of Rob Zombie's movies. Yeah. Uh, she was in one episode of Californication, and uh, she's going to be in the Monsters movie. And she was in one episode of, I believe, CSI Miami. Yeah. Well, but it was, yeah. it was an episode that Rob Zombie directed. Oh, okay. So, like any of her acting roles, it's it's been a Rob Zombie directed piece, except for the Toolbox Murders, right? And she was in a lot of his music videos prior to uh, these movies as well. Yeah. Uh, next up, I have uh, Rain Wilson, <laughs> just because I can't not have him on here. Yeah. Uh, he played Bill, and he's obviously most popular for his role as Dwight Schrute in The Office. Yeah. Uh, he was in Juno, Super, uh, Utopia, which is an awesome show. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh-huh. Uh, the Meg and The Rocker. Nice. Do you remember um, the... Oh, go ahead. 
I do remember the rocker. Yeah, he was like the drummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been watching uh, Hell's Kitchen. It's it's on like the Roku channel because I have like a Roku TV. Yep. And uh, there's actually a movie on there that just came out and or that they're promoting, and it has him in. It's called Don't Tell a Soul. Oh. Um, and it actually looks pretty decent. Like he's a security guard. He catches these two teenage brothers, and he ends up falling in like a hole. And so, like, pretty much the kids are like fighting over if they should save him or not. Huh. And it looks pretty good, actually. I might have to check that out. Yeah. Because I also have a Roku TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Twins. <laughs> Twins, Basil. <laughs> Twins, Basil. Have you ever seen Super? Uh, I feel like I have, but I really don't remember. Yeah, I haven't, but I really want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the cover is super familiar. Yeah. Um, but I can't honestly remember if I've actually watched it or not. Uh, lastly, on my main list, I have, obviously, Sid Haig, the legend. Yeah. Um, he played Captain Spaulding. Uh, he was in Bone Tomahawk, which is a movie that we did way back when. Yeah. Um, he's in the Firefly trilogy. So this movie, um, Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. He had a very short role in Three from Hell just because of his passing, obviously. Man, he looks like in this compared to Three from Hell, mm-hmm. like it's it's insane. It's so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. And like I've seen pictures of him at like horror cons and stuff like that, like more recently, like leading up to yeah. his passing. I'm just like, oh my God, like he looks so ill. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, he was also in Kill Bill Volume 2. Death House, Hatchet 3, and he's been in like most of Rob Zombie's movies as well, yeah. like outside of this trilogy. And my honorable mentions I have Karen Black, who played Mother Firefly. Yeah. And I have Walton Goggins, who played. Yeah, I did not expect <laughs> to see him. <laughs> he played uh, Steve Nash, which is hilarious. He kind of does look like Steve Nash. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he could pass as him for sure. And lastly, I have Matthew McGorry as Tiny. Yeah. Just because Tiny's always been like one of my favorite characters in these movies. Yeah. There's one scene later, like we'll we'll get into it after, obviously, but he just seems like so innocent. Like he's not really it's almost like a leatherface sort of role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's less crazy than Leatherface, but he's like he kind of has that childish sort of demeanor to him Mm -hmm. and he's only doing it because he's being told to do it yeah pretty much yeah but he's also sadly passed away too yeah i mean he was fucking huge he was seven foot six that's crazy yeah um the whole movie i thought that karen black was uh michelle coolidge (laughs) really yeah okay (laughs) I i thought it was I was like, "Oh shit, she's in this movie." <laughs> she, yeah, she does look like her. She just doesn't have that fucking voice. I don't know if it's just like in this movie, but I was like, what the "Yeah." Fuck? She got her titties out like Jennifer Coolidge always does too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, another mention. I'm not gonna say it's an honorable one because I'm pretty sure there's some like shit that came out about him like a few years ago. But uh, Chris Hardwick. What well, came out about him? Well, because he had that uh, the Talking Dead show, but then it got oh. canceled because there was like 
I know some controversy around something he either said or did, but the Talking Dead had him get again canceled, and I'm pretty sure that someone else took over it. But okay, um, yeah, I used to watch Talking Dead like religiously after The Walking Dead, mm. and I really enjoyed him. Yeah, yeah, I never watched it, and uh, he looks so like much bigger in this movie like he's so fatter in the face compared to <laughs> what he is now yeah like i was looking through the imdb list of of this movie and like he you can't even really recognize him he's got short hair he's definitely a lot thinner yeah because he played uh the one boyfriend i can't remember yeah, exactly I can't remember what his name was but yeah all right anything else i think that's it cool let's talk about this movie Let's get into it. Uh, so we start off right away, pretty much introduced Captain Spaulding. And uh, man, he's a character. Oh, man. He is so fucking funny. Like, he does not give a fuck. No, some of the one liners that he comes out with, like, I was laughing out loud on my couch watching it. Yeah, me too. Like, do you think it was all um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, scripted scripted or like do you think it was just him come up with the shit i feel like it could have easily been a little bit of both yeah um yeah just the way that it flies off his tongue like it doesn't seem like it's entirely scripted mm-hmm. but and i didn't realize this this series took place so long ago yeah it's like the 80s or something isn't it yeah it's yeah. uh somewhere around there yeah um because like they there's like a some guy that comes in is like uh i forget what he's like he's asking like the bathroom key and shit but Mm -hmm. then these two guys come in and like stick out the place and like they were like spouting like the r word quite a bit yeah in this scene but i was like i guess it is 1977 but Mm -hmm. um but i love this whole scene with uh (laughs) with captain spaulding and the robbers like the one guy's the gun to him and He's like, all right, give me the count of 10 to give me the money in there. And then Spalding's like, he's like, one, fuck your mother. <laughs> like, two, fuck your sister. <laughs> just goes on, like, fuck your grandma. <clears throat> and, uh, and the guy says four, and then Spalding's like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, they get the guy out of the shitter, and uh, the guy is like, hey, I fucking recognize you. Aren't you that, you know, R word from the like try and save or whatever yeah the hardware store yeah and uh takes like his mask off he's like oh, i don't like being called that <laughs> <laughs> and then sid Hank goes fucking shoots or no that shoots the one guy that's arguing with the shitter dude in the yeah. head yeah and then uh the other guy the helper kind of like comes in with the mask and like hits him with an axe or something like that yeah this whole scene it, like this is almost like the perfect scene to show just how crazy these people are. Like yeah. they have two robbers in their store holding them at gunpoint. The guy that was in the shitter is like probably 70 years old yeah. and he does not give a fuck that he's got a gun to his head. No. And Spalding is like playing off this like, Oh, like don't shoot. Like you can have whatever you want. Like he's kind of playing like that at the, at the start. Yeah. And then he just like turns on a switch. And he yeah. just snaps and he's like, fuck you, fuck your mama, fuck your sister, all this shit. It's great. Yeah. Uh, which, like, this whole scene has, 
our uh, our thing from our trivia. If uh, yeah, yeah, any listeners were wondering where we got that from, the Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think they uh, they kind of show that Spaulding is kind of separate from the rest of the Fireflies. Yeah. Like throughout the whole movie, basically until the very end. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like, like it's kind of like a little twist that they threw in. Yeah. I like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like upon first watch, you don't know that he has any association with them at all. No, no. Because every scene, it's just like it's a cut scene, and then it goes to him, and then it's a cut scene, and it goes back to the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we meet the the four or the two couples, uh, Bill. I didn't even write down their names. Uh, Bill, Denise, Mary, and Jerry. Mary and Jerry. Yeah. Um, I write that down. <laughs> uh. And I don't know why that zombie chose to do this through the whole movie, but the whole like little cuts with the colors and shit, mm. like I that turned me off so much. This is one of the biggest gripes I have with this movie. Yeah. Is that he used these like transition pieces that looked like his music videos. Yes, they really did. Yeah, and I don't know. Like I like I'm on the same page as you. I don't know why he decided to throw these in there. Yeah. Maybe because that was his only like directing experience he had was like doing some of his own music videos. So Yeah, that he, makes sense actually. He's kind of tossed in what he knew. Yeah. But throughout his career, like he like this is the only movie that really has those. So he kind of dropped that sort of shtick after this movie. Sort of. Is I don't it? want to give away too much of three from hell, but oh, okay. Well, he does like a little bit in that one, but nothing like as this like has like the fucking like colors and all that mm-hmm. shit. Like, I, I I like what you said about the music videos. That makes sense. I didn't think of that. Yeah. But uh, so our two couples come to stop at the gas station. I love how like like today like two to three dollars of gas is like will literally get you like a liter <laughs> of gas. Yeah. And uh uh Bill says to like Jerry, like, hey, did you f- fill up gas? And he's like, Oh, put in two or three bucks. <laughs> Bill's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I told you to fill it. Yeah. <laughs> um but I love like they're like they're such nerds and then their girlfriends are like, how did th- these guys get with these girls? Yeah. We'll never understand that because <laughs> they walk into this place and uh, well, Bill is like pumping gas and Jerry goes in. He comes out like so fucking excited. He's like, man, did you see what they got in there? And, <laughs> and he's so excited. It, it honestly feels like like is like obviously my wife and Bettina, like they love us. But yes, it, you can tell that these girlfriends like have zero feelings for these guys and it's almost like why are you still around first of all yeah and like why did you even begin dating them in the first place but like i feel like this situation would be like you and i going into this place (laughs) and the girls just being like what the fuck is this like we need to go (laughs) and i love that when they go in uh captain spaulding is like 
still mopping up the blood. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he still has his makeup on, but he just has like his regular clothes on. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, so they sign up for like this like murder ride, which basically shows them all of these uh, different like serial killers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I meant to look up to see if Dr. Satan was actually a real person. Uh, yeah, good call, actually. Because um, I know the other ones are that they mentioned on this ride. Yeah, there was uh, Fish, uh, Albert Fish and Ed Gein were the yeah. two. See. No, he's a fictional character. Oh, okay. Um, so this is where you kind of get like introduced to the Dr. Satan thing. And Jerry's mm-hmm. character is like super obsessed with this whole Dr. Satan character. Mm-hmm. And... They try to make it a like integral like part of the story like that's you know what they're searching for yeah but then like at the end I, I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on it and like it just uh, I don't know it just feels like they just threw a bunch of shit together at the end too like for the Doctor Satan stuff yeah yeah really okay I don't we'll, know we'll get to it okay. I, I want to know your thoughts on it. Like, I want to know where you're getting at with that. But yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a huge scene at the end that we can talk about it. At. There is. Yeah. But yeah, like I love, <laughs> like I love Jerry as a character because like yeah. they finish the ride and he comes flying out the front doors. Like, ah, Dr. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he just came out of like a rock show and he's just like, yeah. Pumped right up. Yeah. And then like his two girlfriends are like, what the fuck? And then Bill's like, huh. It wasn't that great. Yeah. He's like, it was okay. And Jerry's <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to like say that just in front of your girlfriends, man. He's like, yeah, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> Jerry's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you notice the poster in the uh, toll booth whenever Denise was calling her dad? In the in the phone booth? Yeah. Uh, no. There was like a missing dog poster, except it oh. said missing dog head (laughs) yeah okay there's a trivia on that i read it really so they filmed this in new york yeah and that um missing dog head poster like that wasn't put up by production what like that was just there what the fuck yeah that's um, fucked. Where maybe is it? Uh, Patrick Bateman was involved in this. Maybe. <laughs> uh, where is it? I know I saw it. That's not it. Here. So at around 17 minutes when Denise calls her father, there's a missing dog head poster in the phone booth. The exact origin is unknown, but the poster is a very strange real item that was <laughs> spotted in New York City. <laughs> that, that's such a good addition to that. Yeah. That's hilarious. So maybe was it filmed in? Oh, okay, no. So it wasn't filmed in New York City, but it was obviously. So this was put in by production, but it was obviously something that he had gotten from a real life thing. That's fucked up. Because this was all filmed in California, so I misread oh, that. But okay. it 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 was like an actual poster that someone had seen in New York City. That's so weird. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So now after this, uh, Jerry kind of wants to know more about Dr. Satan. So he goes in and starts questioning Spalding 
asking all these questions and he's saying he wants he's writing a book on all these little like quirky little horror shops or whatever mm-hmm. and all of a spalding's like who's gonna give a fuck about that shit <laughs> <laughs> and he's like come on and he's like draw me a map to i think he tells him about like a tree of where dr satan was hung and then yeah. disappeared yeah. He's like, oh, you go left here, go right, go down here. There's your fucking map now. If you remember <laughs> it, good. If not, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's just on another level. I know. Sid Haig is, oh, man, he was so good. He was. Even in, like, Bone Tomahawk, like, where he's not playing, like, this crazy-ass role. Like, he was fucking amazing in that movie, too. Yeah. Just a yeah. short short period that he was in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, do you think that Spalding set them up? Not at f- first. Like, I would have never thought that on my first watch. Right. Actually, I don't know. Because, like, you can tell that, like, obviously he just killed two fucking guys robbing a store. But, I mean, you can tell that there's something off with him. Definitely. Like, he's a little fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Maybe. Maybe. I don't. I just thought like they were so nice to him, you know. They were all about his like his little store and museum, and he was like gonna write it in his book and tell people about his store. So, but you would you would think that he would want to to get more like customers and like visitors to that area. But I don't think like we see this in movies all the time, right? Like these guys are just yuppie city kids. Like he doesn't give a flying fuck about them. Well, he does say that too. So he kind of makes a joke. Yeah. Uh, he like flips out him about him. And he starts like laughing. He's like, oh, I'm just busting your balls. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't think he wants all that attention. And he sure, like, I personally don't think he wants to be treated as like a sideshow act, which is yeah. what that book would probably like finger him out as. But he is a sideshow whack. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't think he would want the big city attention that a book would give him. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't want a more yuppie fucks coming in and seeing his store. Yeah. That's so my on. I don't so, on this watch, like, since you've seen this probably a few times, mm-hmm. um, do you think that he set them up or do you think that? Because I guess, like, Baby Firefly wouldn't just be standing in the fucking rain for nothing, right? Yeah. And, like, their tire blew for a reason. Well, that was after they picked her up. Yeah, but I think, like, it's all just kind of part of it. Well, that is, but I was trying to figure out, like, if Spalding was, you know, a part of it. I feel like he did set them up because, like, they probably wouldn't have went that way if he didn't give them the map. That's true, yeah. Like, he led yeah. them right to the Firefly family. Yeah. Oh, I guess I was just kind of bummed that they, like, that he did that, even though they were, like, su- <laughs> super nice to him. I was like, what the fuck, man? You, you can't reason with serial killers, Brooke. That's true. That's true. <laughs> your first watch of this, what was your initial reaction to baby Firefly? She's annoying as fuck. Yeah. But she's nice to look at. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Her voice from 2013 until now drives me crazy. 
Oh, you're going to hate her in Three from Hell. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. But considering this is her first ever acting role, I think she like knocked it out of the park. Oh, she did a great job. It's like she like I think besides like maybe fucking Margot Robbie cuz she did a good job with uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. And I th- and maybe fucking uh what's her face there Samara weaving like like those two could maybe pull this off like because they both play like crazy roles really well Mm -hmm. but for this time in 2003 i think sherry moon zombie was like the perfectly casted character definitely for this role i mean she made this character oh absolutely and like you can see where she got her personality from Mm -hmm. with her mom and karen black yeah and like you can tell that there's something off with her too. Like every every character that we meet, like with Spalding, with Baby, with uh, uh, Mother Firefly, mm-hmm. up until we meet like the fucking crazy grandpa and that shit. Like those three characters, like they act nice, but you can tell that there's just really something off with them. Yeah, yeah. And then you meet the rest of the family, and they're all just batshit crazy. Right from yeah. the get go, <laughs> was uh was the tow truck driver? Was he like a, a cousin or like a? I don't think he was a brother. Was he? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, but uh, not to uh, brag or anything. But the actor who plays Rufus liked one of our posts one time. He liked one of our posts. Yep. Wow. I know we're big time, man. That's Tanya. crazy. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know if it was just me, but did Otis not look super weird? No beard. Uh, yes. Now, one thing I noticed on this watch that I've never noticed before: mm-hmm. half of his long hair is actually his mutton chops. What do you mean? Like his sideburns. That's how long they are. Half of his hair, like he's got long, long hair, obviously. Yeah. But then I was looking more closely on this watch and I was like, oh my God, like he has mutton chops that are as long as the hair on his head. I did not notice that. Dude, watch for it again. Like even just like look at a picture or something. Yeah. It's insane how long they are. Huh. It's like your beard, but like just on his sideburns. It's fucking crazy. What? seriously i'm not kidding i don't kidding. know how i didn't notice that it's hard to tell because like in this movie he he's albino right like his hair is completely white his skin's completely white so it's hard to tell and he's always wet like yeah greasy looking mm-hmm. so it was hard to tell but yeah half of the hair that you see is fucking mutton chops that's crazy yeah it's gross <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. another one of the little like cuts that he does um kind of like introduce not introduce but show like the more crazy side of the family uh the one scene i like i hated was when baby firefly was like having sex with a skeleton oh it's so gross (laughs) i was like what the fuck is happening like why like i don't know why do you have to have this in there like i I, that's what i think yeah like this is how you can tell that rob zombie was a very amateur director at this point because mm-hmm. a lot of this movie, the shit is just kind of thrown in there for yeah. shock factor, I think. 
Yeah. Like we don't need that cut scene. We don't need the cut scene. Well, I guess like the cut scene of Otis dressing as like the cheerleaders and killing them and shit like that. Like that makes more sense than baby like masturbating with a skeleton. Yeah. But there's just some scenes that are in this movie. It's just like, uh, like why is that even in this? <laughs> That's true. Um, you know who Tani looked like and reminded me of a lot? Who? Uh, Boban. Boban. Marjanovic. Oh, yeah. yes. NBA player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's true. Like, especially the the like the scene he's in with John John Wick three. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and his mask he was wearing was definitely a mankind mask. You think so? Yeah, when they walked in, um, when they first see him, when he walked yeah, in, yeah. that was that looked like a mankind mask. Like, uh, it, it wasn't, but it does remind me of mankind so yeah, much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, I get what you mean. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I thought you meant like it actually was a mankind mask. I'm no, like, that's no, fucking no. crazy. <laughs> uh, Bill's mask was hilarious. I thought with the fucking massive cool. like nose on it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they all have to wear these masks before they eat dessert. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? That's so weird. This whole dinner scene. Okay, I think one of the reasons why, spoiler alert, like this movie Mm -hmm. is that, and Josh brought this up too from HMC, like you can tell that there is so many scenes that are like paying tribute or homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And this dinner scene reminds me so much of the dinner scene in TCM. It's like, holy shit. Cause like, I just felt so gross watching this scene. Yeah. I didn't really feel like the whole gross thing, but I a hundred percent agree with the feel like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think um, cause there's one scene later on that I thought it was something from that movie, mm. but I don't think, think that just because it pays homage to a movie that makes it a good movie fair that's fair <laughs> like there's a lot of shit movies that can pay homages to other horror movies yeah i'm not saying it's a great movie i'm just saying like my enjoyment of it because right. of the like almost nostalgia feeling but I think what grosses me out most about this whole dinner scene is the grandfather eating his fucking mashed potatoes and they're like <laughs> dripping out of his mouth and all over his chin. It's just like just absolutely savage eating this ma- plate of mashed potatoes. Yeah. I didn't feel as gross as the TCM, but not quite. Know. No, but, um, and let's get into this fucking showtime. same like what the fuck was this like yeah like the comedy the comedy bit from the grandpa i thought was funny yeah but then like the awkward performance by baby firefly is i did not like it at all yeah and do you think that uh if denise didn't say anything to baby firefly that they would have let them leave no no, I think their whole intent was to butter them up and kill them. Right, right. I'm telling you, you can't reason with serial killers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so they end up leaving. They get their car fixed. 
which is like, okay, why the fuck does the cousin spend his fucking time doing this whenever they're going to kill him anyway? Um, But was Otis, were Otis and Tiny just chilling on these fucking crosses like the whole like time they're in there? (laughs) Yeah. Well, no. Well, maybe during like the whole like routine that like the comedy routine and the singing thing. Yeah. They're setting themselves up on there, I guess. It's like, fuck you out in the rain. Just fucking sit there. I don't know. But that just goes to show the lengths that they'll go to, to do this shit. I don't know. That's true. I guess. Listen, listen here. What? Don't be shitting on the movie. (laughs) Well, I already know Josh is going to rip my asshole. Once he finds out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I put this movie into the letterbox, like right before we started recording and I saw Josh's rating on it. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh yeah. Little too high. It's okay. He's a Rob Zombie fanboy. Yeah, and he's a fucking dumb hillbilly. So this is probably like based off his family or some shit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um. So yeah, they basically they don't kill everyone right now. They just beat the fuck out of uh, Bill and Jerry. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, oh, I love Baby Firefly's line. Um whenever Denise is like telling her, like calling her a bitch and shit. Yeah. Bear file, like says like, I'll cut your tits off and shove them <laughs> down your throat or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. Ugh. There's a lot of really good one liners in this. There is. There really is. Uh, so we see that, uh, bill was killed and, um, that whole like torture scene was, I thought really cool. I, I liked it a lot actually. Yeah. Like, even though, like, some of, like, the camera styles that Zombie chooses in this movie, like, I think if he chose different, a different take on it or different style or something, like, Mm -hmm. I think this movie could be a lot better. But, again, like, it all goes back to, like, the whole music video sort of thing. Yeah. Like, with the moving cameras and, like, the weird angles and shit like that. Like, it just reminds me so much of his music videos. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, he learned from this, right? Oh, for sure. Like, by the time he got to Halloween, like, my God. Even the next movie in our discussion. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a very long time, but I know for sure, from what I remember, it's very different than this one. It looks less indie and more, like, professionally done, for sure. Exactly, yes, yes. What do you think Um, of uh, um, Bill's final form? It's sick, man. <laughs> I did not expect it to look that good. Like, I like how they took out his eyes and his head. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could, like, it looks more like Bill. Yeah. I feel like if you left his eyes in there, you would be able to tell it's not, like, it's a fake um, Bill. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that um, they're donating that to the museum? Oh. Possibly. Could Gator Boy be a past kill? Maybe. Shit, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I put him in my, I put him in my, like above my mantle over my fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I caught the only fish boy in the ocean. Yeah. 
Um, so I think at this point, uh, Bill's dead. Uh, the other three, I think, are still alive. Well, yeah, Baby's doing her shit with uh, Jerry. Yeah. And then Denise is tied up in the basement. Yeah. And I don't remember where Mary is. Yeah, I forget too. But uh, yeah, Denise is like tied up in the basement and like the dream she had, like it made my head hurt, man. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so weird. And like just the movements and the colors. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but Tiny eating out of the fucking dog oh, bowl man. was so nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nasty. This is the scene that I was talking to earlier. Like, mm-hmm. he just has this, like, childlike presence Yeah, for being such, like, a towering man. Yeah. Because he's just sitting there, and he brings in the box of cereal and a dog bowl. <laughs> yeah. And he offers it to Denise and she's like, no. And he's like, you can tell he's like kind of hurt. He's like, oh, okay. And he just sits down and like he's fucking like slapping himself in the face with the spoon basically full of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like what I don't get about Tani is because kind of um uh Mother Firefly kind of gets like a backstory out of them. Mm-hmm the father went crazy and like burned the house, tried to burn the house down mm-hmm. and tiny was in the basement, but like the flashbacks, like they didn't really hear him talk or anything like that, but they kind of make tiny seem like he's mentally handicapped mm-hmm. for sure. Cause but, like they, they kind of make it seem like that's from the fire that caused that. But like, even in the fire, like his room was in the basement. So that kind of reminded me of like, a family like in movies like a family trying to keep their deformed kid away from the public and like out of the eye of anybody basically right you know what i mean like like they lock him in the attic or they lock him in the basement or they have like this little room that's locked or something like that mm-hmm. like castle freak let's just say we just watched both of those movies like how the freak yeah. is locked down in the dungeon that's true yeah. it kind of gave me feelings of that in a mm. sense. And yeah. like whenever mother firefly is talking about it, she's like, Oh, I don't think, uh, what was his name? Earl. I don't think Earl was trying to hurt us. Like bitch, he was pouring gasoline all over tiny. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> and I was confused too. Whenever she, cause tiny lets her out mm-hmm. and she just keeps saying like, okay, okay I'm going to go upstairs now. I'm going to go home. And then Otis comes out and he's like, where the fuck are you going? Yeah. And then he throws her in this cage and then she gets attacked by like yeah. two or three girls. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? I know. <laughs> and then they don't explain anything. She just ends up at the end of the movie mm-hmm. in a fucking buddy suit. It's like, well, who are those people? <laughs> yeah. I know that part confuses me too. I have no idea what's going on in that scene. Yeah. But I love whenever she's leaving, Tiny just like waves at her. He's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think Denise's dad, the cops end up calling him to come kind of help because he was like a former cop or something. Mm -hmm. They find their car and then they find, uh, one of the four cheerleaders who we didn't mention, but Mm -hmm. they went missing, I don't know, a few months back or five, I think it was five cheerleaders or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So they kind of one of the cops is uh, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Um. So now we're at the the scene whenever Jerry is kind of like talking with. She's tied up, and uh, Baby Firefly is like kind of like flirting with him and like asks him like a question, and then he he gets a right that um she'll let him go, but if she's wrong, then he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, do you think that she's just putting on, like, a show? Or, like, do you think that she, like, she's not going to let him go, obviously. But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like she would, like, be okay with him, like, having sex with her or something like that. Oh, yeah, I think so. I can see that for sure. But we also know that she's into necrophilia. So maybe she wants him dead first. Yeah, but how does he get hurt? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so he ends up getting the question wrong, and then she ends up, like, scalping his fucking head. Or yeah. at least she starts to cut his hair off, but mm-hmm. I don't think she actually does. Well, she definitely starts the scalping process. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cops show up, and I love that they just, like, go in the back and start, like, going indoors without fucking a permit. and like the main sheriff he goes to the front and is talking to mother firefly well they stop at spaulding's first oh right yeah because they talk to him about the map yeah okay and the sheriff is like i want you to draw me the same fucking map that you gave them yeah and then that's how they find out where the kids are Mm -hmm. right i forgot about that but uh, yeah, Mother Firefly like brings him in. She's like kind of like flirting with him. Mm-hmm. And then you see in the back that uh, the two of them find like a shed with a bunch of the girls in the shed. I think Denise is in there. Um, all the trailer is like dead pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mother Firefly just like has a gun and just shoots the uh, sheriff in like the neck and he ends up dying. Yeah. And then this is where... Denise's dad starts like kind of like walk away, but then Otis comes out and shoots him and then ends up shooting uh, Walton Goggins character, the other uh, cop. Dude, this scene where Otis is holding the gun to uh, Walton Goggins' head. Yeah. I honestly thought my video froze because it was (laughs) so long and it was like literally like 30 to 45 Mm. seconds of this camera just in one spot, like an aerial view yeah, with like no movement whatsoever. I'm like, did my, did my shit freeze? Like what the fuck's going on right now? It was long. It was long. And then finally he pulls the trigger and shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of like, I didn't really like, I liked the scene a little bit, but whenever he shoots him, you see this, like all this like white, like chalk, Mm-hmm. like come from the gun wound. I don't know yeah. if that was, I don't know if Just that was for effect. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know one, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's like some more fucking like flashback video, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, What's like this, the fucking red hot pussy liquors? <laughs> <laughs> this is a liquor store. 
who who ends up going there? I forget. Oh, baby and Rufus. Oh, baby and Rufus. And they see Goober. Yeah, Goober. <laughs> it's actually G Ober. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's just like, oh, come back to Red Hot Pussy Liquors. <laughs> but it's like liquors like L-I-Q-U-R-S. Yeah. Oh, so funny. <laughs> but this scene, whenever um, they're all, they, later that night, because this is like their Halloween ritual or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, The three of them, Jerry, Denise, and Mary, are all wearing these like bunny outfits, kind of like what I was wearing on... Uh, from a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go check out that episode. You know, Chuck goes to movies. <laughs> a little shout out. Um, and this scene really reminded me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Whenever Otis shows up with the dad's face. Yeah. I was like, is that the mask from like the grandpa back in that movie? Yeah, it does kind of look like that, actually. But I was like, when he pulls like the shirt off and you see... It's like his fucking skin he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Like his whole body, pretty much. Yeah, it's so fucked. Um, and Denise is like crying, and she recognizes that it's her dad. And then Otis is like, give daddy a kiss. I'm like, oh, oh my so god. Yeah. So did, I think Denise ends up getting away. Is it Denise, I think? Uh, Mary, Mary tries to escape. Oh, so Mary escapes. Uh, temporarily and then mm-hmm. um Otis or one of them is gonna like shoot her but then baby's like oh I got her so she goes chasing after her, and she ends up in like this kind of like graveyard where all these crosses are mm-hmm. and uh baby and mother firefly are both wearing like these like kind of wedding gown things yeah um and then uh baby like tackles the girl and she just like goes fucking nuts and starts stabbing her a shit ton yeah and ends up like licking the knife and being all fucking weird and crazy <laughs> otis looks like he's in the band ghost during this scene too. <laughs> he does he really does <laughs> <laughs> i loved it uh so whenever jerry and denise are getting lowered in, into this place like, what were these people in this fucking water? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, this whole ending, I have so many fucking questions. Yeah. I really don't know. Because, like, that's that's what I mean. Like, I feel like a lot of this shit is just kind of thrown together. Because, like, you mentioned before, like, Denise getting thrown into the cage. And then there's, like, these random people that, like, jump all over her. And yeah. now this scene in the hole, there's, like, just these random ass people that come out of there. Like yeah, and they they attach this like cassette player to this candle and lower it into like the coffin with the two of them. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know, it's like some like music. Yeah. And then they're in like water and then these things or people just start ripping apart the coffin. Yeah. And they end up killing Jerry. But then Denise somehow escapes somewhere, like because this was like a body of water that they were getting lowered into. Mm-hmm. Like, where the fuck did she go? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, because I think... Was it a body of water that they're being lowered into? Or was it... It was like a pool of something. Because it's like a hole that goes down into Dr. Satan's lair. Yeah. But, but I'm pretty sure they were like underneath water 
or some something. Maybe it's blood or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, a lot of questions. But uh, Mary ends up getting away, or sorry, Denise, and she's like walking through this kind of like tunnels, and you see all like the corpses and skeletons and stuff, and she ends up in this room, and. Before we kind of get this like backstory on Dr. Satan, like he was, he captured mentally challenged kids because he thought that he could like turn them into something more, I think. Like superhumans. Right. He was experimenting on them to like create like a race of superhumans. Yeah. So there's like these three random guys just sitting there like on the couch, Mm -hmm. like watching TV and like eating I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> and then I was confused with like, was the guy that was doing the surgery on Jerry? Was that Dr. Satan? The guy that was doing the surgery on Jerry. Yeah. Cause Jerry was in the chair, right? With like the scissors in his head. Oh yeah, maybe. Like, was that Dr. Satan or was the fucking guy who comes out looking like the My Bloody Valentine no. fucking ripoff? Dr. Satan is like the the guy who's got like, he, he almost, I don't know how to describe him. He almost looks like a bat in a sense. Like he's got all these machines holding him, his arms up. Yeah, yeah. That's the guy that's doing the surgery. Yeah, that's Dr. Satan. And okay. the other guy is Earl. Who is Earl? The father of the fireflies. What? He's the one that set the house on fire. Oh, really? Because he's wearing the same like mask and everything as Earl was in that flashback scene. Oh, I didn't even fucking put that together. Yeah, and his skin's all red because I think he like supposedly got burned in the house fire. Yeah, but he's not even fucking human. Did you see when he took his mask off? No, I know. <laughs> but he... He, uh, he's like Dr. Satan's assistant now. Ah, I don't know. That's, that's a, seems fucked up to me. I agree. I know it's, it it's so confusing, man. I was like, what is happening? Like, it's like, how is this Dr. Satan like alive? Because he was like a serial killer, like way back when. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. And like these three guys on the couch like why aren't they killing these guys like i, I don't know this whole ending scene because they're mean, his experiments i guess so I his test subjects but anyway so denise ends up getting chased by i guess earl and uh she ends up getting to the end he takes like a mask off and he looks like a fucking squid <laughs> <laughs> squidward like, that's not a human, man. But he ends up, like, swinging his axe, and then he hits this pillar, which knocks down, like, the... Uh, Part of the tunnel. I guess it's the support for the ground above him. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting crushed, and then Denise ends up crawling up somewhere to the grave and, like, where all the graves were. Yeah. It's daytime now and she's all like cut up and stuff. She makes her way to the road and then Captain Spaulding pulls up in his car and she, he pulls over and he's like, Oh, what happened to you? And she's like, I survived. I got away. Mm-hmm. 
and she's like, oh, take me to a doctor. And he's like, oh, okay. I thought it would have been cool if he would have taken her back to Dr. Satan. Well, he does. Well, no, fucking Otis kills her. No. <clears throat> well, Otis comes. Otis sits back. up. Otis sits up in the backseat of the car. Yeah. And the final scene is Denise back in Dr. Satan's laboratory screaming. Oh, I thought it was Otis stabbing her or something. No. Cause like she wakes back up in Dr. Satan's lab. Jeez, man. Well, see, that's why these fucking cuts make it so <laughs> hard to keep up. Like, fuck. People are going to hate me after this. Probably. I there's, quit. There's a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Uh, fuck. All right. Anyways. Anything else you wanted to add with that final scene? No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> and? Uh, that's the way the blood splatters. There we go. Just because you don't like the movie doesn't mean you can't say the line. <laughs> there probably is some movies where that's uh, that's okay. <laughs> is this one of them? No. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going first with these reviews. All right. I need to get them out of the way before you fucking shit all over the movie. <laughs> okay. Because I know it's coming. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let it be known that I thoroughly enjoy this movie. Okay. It's not one of Rob Zombie's best, but it was my first introduction to his directing, obviously. Uh, I watched this whenever it first came out. Loved it back then. Still thoroughly enjoy it now. <clears throat> is, this, is this your second watch of it? Second? Oh, dude, I've watched this movie. I don't know how many times. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it seemed like what you, like we just said. I thought like you haven't seen it that much. But... No, no, no. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways. So I want to preface my story rating with that because I gave my story rating a 5 out of 10. <clears throat> excuse me i said there's nothing overly special or original about this storyline a lot of it feels like it has been taken from the texas chainsaw massacre in a sense but it's still done fairly well and gives that same grimy and gross feeling that tcm does <clears throat> i do not like the random transitions and music video type breaks throughout the whole movie we never really learn in this movie what the fuck is going on, why the Firefly family is the way that they are, and a lot of the stuff in it just feels thrown together to thrown together for shock factor more than anything, which is fine in some cases, but from a critical standpoint, a lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, you can definitely tell it's Rob Zombie's first movie, and he has improved on his storytelling throughout his career. This movie almost felt like a 90-minute music video from him, uh, I'm not in any way saying I don't like this movie. It's just not the strongest movie in his career. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> My quality, I gave a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, you hurt my heart. <laughs> I said the atmosphere in this movie is one of the creepiest and disgusting in the genre since Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it really works. We know the family is messed up and they don't have any care in the world, and it's shown the second we see their house and what they do inside of it the acting is very good even by sherry moon zombie who made her acting debut in this film every single person in this family is very convincing that they're absolutely insane and sid Haig is an absolute legend as spalding spalding 
The gore and kills are a testament to zombies creativity. And when I first watched this movie in 2003, I couldn't wait to see what other blood spattered gore fests he would put in front of us. A lot of the score is his own music or music that he would listen to, which I've always been a fan of. So he gets big points for me in that regard. And I also thoroughly enjoyed the character design with the family from tiny all the way to Dr. Satan and everyone in between. Hmm. <sighs> Holy <sighs> cow. All right. Lube up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for my story, I gave a 2 out of 10. Ay ay ay. Uh literally no story whatsoever. All this movie is good for is an introduction into how fucked up his family is. I do like the characters for the most part, I like the boyfriends, but the girlfriends were just annoying complainers. <laughs> I like the Firefly family. You can see where baby Firefly gets her personality from. Otis as a madman, the doctor's story, the doctor Satan storyline is not done well. So two out of 10. God damn. And quality, I gave it a three out of 10. This movie gave me a headache and made my eyes hurt. I thought I remembered liking this movie, but evidently not. The way it's edited and cut together was very sloppy, and I felt like Zombie was just throwing shit together for the sake of it. Hoping to mesmerize you, mesmerize you so you don't see everything wrong with it. The acting was great, and the writing of everyone's lines was good. Um, I said the acting was great twice in my review, so I guess it was really good. Uh, Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, and Sherry Moon really go uh, all out for the characters, and it works brilliantly. The special effects and cautions were awesome. And touching on the soundtrack, I think that it is pretty, in Josh's words, I think it is pretty pretentious to put your own fucking music in your movie. So I did not like that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so story, 2 out of 10, and quality, 3 out of 10. <laughs> oh, I love it. He's going to hate me for that. Look, it's pretty fucking pretentious to put your music in. Oh, that's funny. Okay, um, with all that being said, I want to let you know for some yes. peace of mind. Okay. That you are not alone in your thoughts on this movie. Okay. There's one key person that does not like this movie. Uh, well, I kind of, I don't know if it's the same person, but I asked him before we started. No, 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 no. Oh. Rob, Rob Zombie himself has gone on record saying that he is not fond of this movie and he called it a Calatimus mess. All I see is flaw upon flaw upon flaw. Nice. There you go. Cool. You're right in tune with Mr. Zombie. Nice. I'm glad I'm as smart as him. You're both wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics consensus. There's an abundance of gore in this derivative horror movie, but little sense or wit. Go ahead and take a stab. I like that one. I figured you would. (laughs) So go ahead and take a stab at what you think the critics rated this. I'm going to go with a 46%. Oh, God damn, son. They gave it a 20%. Oh, shit. 
on 85 reviews and an average rating of 3.8 out of 10. Wow. The audience, however, gave this movie a 65% on 100,000 ratings and an average score of 3.6 out of 5. 7.2 out of 10, if you want to do the math. That's too high. 72% uh, from a critical standpoint, I yeah, it's too high. But I do like this movie quite a bit. Yeah. Like, what did I give it out of 20? I would have given it a... I mean, like, I gave this movie a 2 and a 3, but... Like, I'll watch this movie again. It's not like I won't ever watch this movie again because mm-hmm. there was a lot of fun stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if I wasn't watching this in a critical standpoint, you yeah. know, I think I'd, I'd have fun with it. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much is because it's just a movie that you can throw on at any time. Yeah. And, like, you don't really need to pay attention. Uh, there's, there's like, a lot going on, but there's not a lot going on at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you can come in at any point in this movie and just be like, eh whatever i'll just sit and watch it yeah like you're not missing anything if you don't watch the first half hour of it or something like that no all right man you ready for that scare section well let's do it what did you give it for a scare rating so i gave it a two out of ten I didn't think it was that scary. I thought some of the gore and the special effects were cool. Scariest scene was when the uh, My Bloody Valentine ripoff took off his mask. I thought that was nasty. He was like spooting out this like fucking sludge and slime. Spooting out the sludge. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Is that a new word? Dude, he looked like... uh, Spooting it out. He looked like Mr. Zoidberg from Futurama. Yeah, that's what I said before. Did you? I did not hear that. That was my... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was good. <laughs> uh, um, I said, uh, for what I survive, I put, hell no, I would not survive. All right, short and sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> What about you? My scare rating, I gave it a 4 out of 10. Wow. I said the gores and kills, as I mentioned earlier, were done really well, and the setting was absolutely terrifying. It did, however, lack any substantial scares, but what we saw on screen was definitely a situation I'd never want to be in. For sure. My scariest scene, I said the whole Dr. Dr. Satan segment towards the end. So I guess that includes Zoidberg, too. (laughs) And would I survive? I said, a house full of crazed maniacs in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Nah, I'm dead and turned into a merman. <laughs> nice. I like it. All right. We good to go with the trivia? Yes. Do you want to tell the listeners what we're doing? 
already did at the start. Well, I mean, didn't oh, right, 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 right. Okay, okay. So we're doing a three-part trivia series <clears throat> because obviously, at the end of this movie, it doesn't matter who wins or loses the trivia section because we're going to be doing all three of the movies in the franchise or in the trilogy, I should say. So we're going to be adding up. We're going to be keeping track and adding up all the points for at the end of the three from hell episode. And whoever has the most throughout the whole trilogy gets to pick the next movie. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Cool. Here we go. (laughs) You want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I think you asked me first last time, so I'll ask you first this time. Okay. All right. Who is hosting the creature feature at the beginning of the movie? Uh, Was it Dr. Frankenstein? Oh, so close. (sighs) You got the monsters mixed up. It is Dr. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Shit. I knew it was a Stein. (laughs) Damn. Okay. All right. Uh, What song plays during the opening credits of the movie? I know it's not it, but it's probably fucking Dragula by Rob Zombie. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's actually House of a Thousand Corpses by Rob Zombie. Wow. Yeah, man. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, neither one of us have a point yet. All right. Um, what kind of doll did the guy have shoved up his asshole? Oh, God damn it. I remember this scene so well, too. Fuck. I can't remember. It is a Planet of the Apes doll. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we were watching uh, uh, Hell's Kitchen when I was typing on my trivia like an hour ago. It was an hour ago because that was longer. Um, <laughs> a couple hours ago, Mateen's like reading my notes. She's like, <laughs> she's like, Planet of the Apes doll show this asshole? What the fuck kind of movie are you watching? <laughs> fuck. All right. Uh, what's the name of the baby in the jar that Otis brings to dinner? Oh, fuck. I didn't write it down, but I remember that scene. Fuck. Uh, I'm trying to read my notes, but I don't think I wrote it down. Shit. Um, it's a very redneck name. I know. Uh, Cletus. Oh, close. Leroy Jenkins. Fuck. Minus the Jenkins part. All right. Well, we're, we're both <laughs> 0 for 2. <laughs> Shit, man. Here we go. All right. Um, how many times was Don shot? And Don is uh, Denise's, Denise's dad. dad. Um, I'm going to say three. Sorry, pal. It was twice. Was it only twice? Shit. Yeah. Because whenever uh, Otis puts on the uh, the bodysuit, mm-hmm. there's like, you see the two bullet holes in his chest. Oh, okay. God damn it. We suck, man. We do. All right. <laughs> Last question. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. We're only asking each other three questions for this one, right? 
Um, I mean, I guess we could do a tiebreaker question. And then if no one gets it right, then we just have zero points. Okay. Off of find it. Yeah. Okay. Because we already answered my other two extra questions. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is the name of the cereal that Tiny brings in for Denise? Oh, I did not see that at all. Um, It's obviously not a brand name, but I can't think of what it could be. So I'll say Count Chocula. (laughs) It was Agatha Krispies. Okay, nice. Yeah. Damn, we went fucking over three. Wow, this is sad. In Um, our defense, there is a lot of shit going on in this movie, though. Yeah, I mean, I have like two other questions I could ask, but I mean, since we're doing other trivia, we can just not do a tiebreaker. Okay, so we're going into Devil's Rejects with zero (laughs) points each. That's sad. That is sad. Wow. Uh, God damn. Hopefully we get some points in the next one. Yeah, really. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. I guess that's it then. Cool. Join us next week as we discuss part two of the Firefly trilogy. Hopefully Brooke has better thoughts on it than this one. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about the Devil's Rejects. Excuse me. And uh, so yeah, just a shout out to our patrons. Um, If anyone wants to sign up for any tier, uh, you pretty much get uh, most of our reviews and uh, bonus episodes we put out even if you're at like just a five dollar tier mm-hmm. so any interest in that go check it out the link is in our um, link tree on our instagram page a podcast on elm street so yeah check it out damn look at you go i know taking over taking over <laughs> all right uh, anything else it. you want to add uh i don't know man you threw me off there okay (laughs) Uh, if you you click the link in our bio like brooke said on on our instagram page there is the patron link there's the link to our t public account as well where our merch is uh we have a discord server which is very infrequently used Uh, (laughs) we have a twitch account as well which we're hoping to start streaming some shit on at some point in our lives but who knows when that'll be and there's also links to all of our, well, not all of them, but some of the places that you can find our podcast. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if anybody wants to do a collaboration or just shoot the shit or anything of the likes, uh, just shoot us a DM on Instagram. We're always willing to talk to anybody. Shoot the shit. Yeah. Fu- future projects, whatever. <laughs> all right. All right. That's, That's it. it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hail Dr. Satan.